Really excited to get this journey going with you, Alex. Um, we've been planning this for a while and glad that uh, today has finally arrived where we can see, uh, see if we can uh, make some good things happen through this podcast for Disciple Men. I'd like to begin with, uh, with uh, just kind of some introductory work about who we are. So why don't you tell us about uh, kind of who you are and how you got in- interested and involved with Disciple Men? All right. Um, well, that could be a long story, but I'll try to give you the short version. Um, let's see. I am uh, Alex Ruth. I'm in my um, mid-40s or so. I serve also as pastor of Marshfield Christian Church in Marshfield, Missouri. Um, we're probably, uh, at this point in time, I would call us probably an average-sized disciples congregation, um, 60 to 70 on a Sunday. Um uh, have been here since um, 2006 when I uh, graduated from Phillips Theological Seminary with Masters of Divinity um, and have raised um, our kids, at least mostly raised them, um, here in Marshfield and have uh, really enjoyed um, the work with uh, with this congregation. Uh, lots of great folks in the congregation that really took um, a young pastor wet behind the ears, um, and uh, allowed me to try on a lot of things and figure out what ministry looks like um, for me. Uh, In the process of being here, like I said, it started in 2006. Uh, We had young children at that time. Um, When we moved to Marshfield, Mason was in the second grade. Um, And my passion for men's ministry uh, particularly comes out of the experience of being a young man, trying to raise a family, um, and not finding tons and tons of resources or support um, out there in the larger um, Christian um, publishing, certainly, but in the Christian realm at the time. Um, I was fortunate to have some guys that I really looked, looked up to here in the church. Um, was able to uh, use them as a sounding board and to learn from them. Uh, also was able to learn from uh, conversations with my own father, um, but really um, have this sense that a lot of times uh, we men tend to go things alone um, and don't have some of the resources that I think are beneficial for us. Um, so my passion for men's ministry is to uh, create those safe spaces um, to create lasting uh, friendships and uh, mentoring and um, brotherhood experiences uh, so that we can become um, more who God is calling us to be as men. That's that's where my passion for uh, men's ministry uh, kind of develops. Have you had any, uh, in, have you had a, a men's group at your current location that's uh, still going or stopped and started, uh, started and stopped, I mean? Yeah, yeah, we've had to kind of started and stopped a couple times um, throughout uh, my tenure here. Um, when I started, we had a monthly um, men's dinner um, and it was primarily populated by uh, an older group of folks. Um, uh, the young guys weren't 
um, necessarily interested or able to attend. Um, but, uh, you know, we sat around and, and told stories and had, had a good meal. Um, but that just didn't have, um, some of the legs that I think it needed to really be, um, enticing for the younger guys in the church to be a part of. And so more recently, what we've done is, um, periodic studies. Um, we'll grab either a, a book or a video series, um, and gather together for a series of six or eight weeks, um, and, and go through that study. And that has been, I think, a little bit, um, more engaging for a younger crowd, uh, gives us the opportunity to, um, have some really in-depth discussion, but it doesn't, doesn't leave all the heavy lifting, uh, on the, the folks who are there or on anyone who's, uh, functioning as a leader. Well, that's an important experience to, you know, to bring into our work together right. uh, with Disciples Men, knowing some of the congregational mindset of men that we serve in our congregations uh, is, a, is a great uh, lens uh, to help us figure out um, new models for doing men's ministry through uh, Disciples Men and the General Conference of Disciples Men, for sure. Yeah, and it's what has been, uh, I think, particularly helpful um, is working on some of those um, same ideas, um, you know, uh, with you as we start to develop um, our curriculum and offerings, um, giving ways for uh, men to uh, engage, um, doing some of that um, heavy lifting so that the, the curriculum we produce is, is fairly easy to implement. Um, doesn't take tons of prep time and the, things like that. Um, and, and so I'm really excited about um, that, especially through the, uh, the Jesus way and um, the various programs underneath that. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on board with you in this journey. Uh, we've known each other now since, uh, what, April, I think. Yep. And uh, of this year, and uh, it's been an extraordinary blessing to me, Alex, to, to have this privilege of working with you. I'm so grateful to the leadership of DHM for uh, having the wisdom to uh, call both of us into this ministry. Yes, I uh, can't wait. To, can't wait to see what kind of fruit um, you and I together, plus all the other people who are participating in this ministry, are able to produce. Yes. Well, before we go too much farther, let's hear some of, of your background. Um, let everybody know how you get into men's ministry and, and kind of where, uh, where your passion is rooted. Well, as you know, this is, uh, this is a long standing passion of mine. Um, uh, in April of this year, I retired after, uh, 15 years as a regional minister of the Christian church in Kentucky. Prior to that, uh, I served for 11 years on the regional staff and one of my portfolios for that ministry was men's ministry. When I arrived, it had died a merciful death. Uh, this is in uh, uh, 1992. Uh, immediately before coming to, to Kentucky, I was serving uh, a church in the upper Midwest region in Iowa. And uh, there we had made uh, two runs at trying to start a men's ministry. The first one we did uh, as a congregation by ourselves. Uh, and we followed the usual format. We had a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And we had all the 
artery clogging food of, <laughs> um, you know, biscuits and gravy and sausage and eggs and biscuits and the whole works and uh, invited uh, secular people from the community to come and speak to us, um, fearing that if we were too religious, hmm. uh, no, no men would want to come. That was, that was what we were told. And so we tried it. It lasted a couple months and died. Well, a year later, uh, some of my colleagues uh, in the ministerial association, uh, we were talking about uh, men's ministry. And the configuration in this community was that the four churches who worked with us were all within about a three-block uh, uh, area of each other. So we worked together closely anyway. So we decided that we would start a joint uh, men's group for all of our churches and we would do a round robin hosting of that event and uh, recruiting speakers, et cetera. So we did. Uh, we launched it. The first one had a great crowd. We had real excitement. Uh, second month, uh, fewer people came, still a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And the third month, it was our turn to host. And uh, the only people who showed up were my men, uh, six or eight of us who essentially were preparing the meal. Mm. So we were quite discouraged, had a whole lot of food to eat. Uh, so we were sitting around uh, working our way through the food. And uh, and I just said, thinking out loud, I don't understand why we can't make this work. And uh, one of the guys looked at me and he kind of looked around and it looked as if they'd already had this conversation. And he said, well, Greg, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but this is the only place that we can come to deepen faith, to learn about God, look, learn about Jesus. And so far, we've had the basketball coach and the county commissioner and the mayor and and everybody who talked about everything but faith. And frankly, we don't understand why we can't talk about faith issues when we gather in these breakfasts. Hmm. Well, I had felt like I'd been punched in the gut. I had failed my men. And, uh, and I, I was just doing what I was told to do, uh, you know, how you, you were supposed to make men's ministries go, and it was the wrong formula for sure. Well, I left that church and came to Kentucky before I had a chance to start another group mm -hmm. and uh, vowed that um, working with men's ministry, that would, that would not happen again. And so, um, it, as so happened, the Mississippi River flooded in uh, 1993, I believe I have my years right. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the communities on the Illinois side of the river, Keysburg, Illinois, uh, its church was flooded out uh, by the flood and was unusable. And word came to me, and I don't remember now how that word came, and we were trying to organize uh, some men who were willing to do mission trips and uh, work on our camps, do things like that, kind of get men engaged that way. And so I put out a plea to uh, uh, talk to the pastor and the leadership of Keithsburg and said, we'll come and help. Uh, we'll provide labor. You provide the materials and stuff. And so uh, we started. Snow was flying the first weekend we were there. And um, we were there to pour the foundation for their new church. And uh, so we had a group that went and did the foundational work. We had another group that went and did the framing and roofing work. We had another group that came and did all the interior work. And so for a whole summer, uh, the men from Kentucky were taking trips to Keysburg, Illinois mm. to build that church. And we did. I was not able to attend the dedication ceremony, but we had a number of guys who had gone to work on them who attended. And essentially when the pastor stood up to hand a plaque, 
to who the guy who was uh, president of our uh, regional men at that time handed him the plaque and said, we want you to know this is the church that the Kentucky men built. And we are so very mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah. And that plaque hung in my office for many years. Uh, so that, that gave us a new identity as in regional ministry. And then shortly thereafter, um, a new granting institution funded by Eli Lilly Foundation um, put out a plea for people who wanted to do uh, apply for grants, ministry grants. And I saw it in the Christian Century Magazine. I, on a lark, I just wrote a grant up to do men's ministry. I sent it in, and lo and behold, I was one of the grantees in the first group of people they awarded grants to, and that was in 1995. From that, um, I was able to, with some help from some friends, to develop um, the Fellowship of Carpenter Ministry, a congregational mm-hmm. resource that uh, became fairly popular and uh, was used in a lot of places. Uh, it opened the doors for me to exercise my passion for men's ministry. I did a lot of retreats, um, yeah, developed more curriculum, and um, and absolutely fell in love with that ministry. And then in 2004, I was called to be the regional minister of Kentucky. And part of my call was to set aside my work mm. with men's ministry, which I did. And so for the last 15 years, I've had um, some connection with, with uh, men's, uh, the regional men's program in Kentucky, uh, but essentially had uh, walked away mm-hmm. from all my other involvements. And now um, here we are 15 years later, and um, God has uh, opened this opportunity to me once more uh, to be engaged in this work. And um, I'm just super, super excited to do it. So it's, as you know, yeah. we're doing this part-time. Uh, and, uh, and, and since then, I also became the interim minister of a wonderful little church in Hodgenville, Kentucky, uh, mm-hmm. the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln. And so I'm uh, serving a congregation again for the first time in many years uh, with some phenomenal folk and uh, doing the men's ministry. And so uh, I've found I found retirement to be a whole new lease on life, and I'm quite excited. And I'm glad we get. Yeah, to do this I, I agree with you. I'm I'm super excited about it as well. Um, I think it's so, so important that we have um, uh, the opportunity to kind of partner with um, the General Conference of Disciples Men, uh, the rest of the staff over at DHM, um, and guys from guys and gals, uh, folks from around the country. Uh, around our denomination to really focus in on uh, creating um, avenues and opportunities for really quality men's ministry, where we can tackle some of those uh, deep, um, deep issues. And like you said, um, focus in on uh, spirituality and talk about what does it mean to be a person of faith, uh, specifically a man of faith um, in today's society. Well, we've got stuff ready to go for that, which is really exciting. Some of the stuff I have, uh, I confess, I've worked on um, in the wee mm-hmm. hours of the night uh, when it was not interfering with my responsibilities yep. in the region. Uh, had uh, a friend uh, who helped develop one of these resources, a marvelous resource on the book of James that uh, we'll be offering as we uh, as we move on. Um, 
uh, at the General Assembly for Disciples in uh, July when we were together, one of the things that I found most encouraging was uh, word was out, uh, you know, that uh, we were working together uh, in, in Disciples Men and the energy, the conversations we had, the invitations you and I have had to do men's retreats for regions uh, has been really encouraging. I, I think yeah. the need is huge. And I think, um, I think we've got some stuff that can begin to address those needs in some really fundamental and wonderful ways. And I know that uh, over time, we're going to talk uh, s- certainly more about that. Um, but uh, let's take a few moments um, and kind of, kind of give a layout for everybody else so that we can uh, maybe hope everybody, help everybody get on, um, on the same page and kind of see where, uh, where the future um, is heading. Um, as I see it right now, we've got two things that are going on that are really exciting and, and provide us with an opportunity uh, to, to really start to uh, make an impact. Um, and that would be um, the Jesus Way, which we um, debuted um, and unveiled uh, at General Assembly. And also um, coming up next summer, uh, about nine months from now, uh, Sessions 2020. Um, so since Jesus Way is is kind of uh, comes out of your um, experiences, and, and we've got a lot of material because you did spend some of those wee hours of the night uh, and morning working on things. Um, tell us a little bit about what does the Jesus Way uh, provide for men and for congregations. Glad to do that. Um, I want to give a little context for that uh, about uh, about who we are and how we're structured as disciples men because it will make more sense if that's uh, shared first. Disciples Home Mission is the home for uh, the men's work on the denominational level. Um, the General Conference of Disciple Men is uh, um, it's a related organization under the umbrella of DHM that functions a little bit independently. Uh, they have their own uh, board, uh, elect their own people, officers, etc. And you and I are uh, ex-officio members of that. We're the liaisons between DHM and the General Conference of Disciple Men. The General Conference of Disciple Men have historically focused on um, two uh, maybe three events. One, as you just mentioned, is sessions. This is a gathering every four years of Disciples Men. Uh, 2020 will be the next uh, event of that. And we're really excited about it. It's shaping up to be a great event, and it will be um, in Fort Worth, Texas at um, Texas Christian University. Mm-hmm. So uh, good disciple school. Uh, they host beautifully. We're really excited about being there. Uh, that is made up of, of representatives from each of the regions. Uh, re- each region is allowed to have uh, a men's president and a staff person who does men be a part of the General Conference of Disciple Men. We're in the process of repopulating uh, of that, and we're doing a great job. We're real excited about the new leadership um, that are going to come in and help reinforce mm-hmm. the great leadership we've had in the past. Um, Disciples Men actually is what you and I do. And uh, our focus will be on the congregational side, the, 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 uh, the developing curriculum, 
to re-engage men in congregational life. Uh, from there, uh, we hope to help re-engage uh, regional expressions of men's ministry, uh, and then that will feed the work of the General Conference of Disciple Men as this whole thing unfolds. That's, that's our goal, and we've got a four-year strategy for how that will take place. The Jesus Way is the umbrella under which we are unrolling out curriculum and process in order to get us there. And so uh, we have currently, uh, I think, five, six, maybe seven new curriculum uh, that we have um, almost ready to go. We have some pieces ready. We have some of the old Fellowship of Carpet materials that we're uh, retooling and, and making sure that they're relevant for the time in which we live today. We have um, a couple people who, do, who, region, who are regional staff members uh, who do men's work who have developed some of their own resources that are wonderful resources. And we're working with these uh, fellows to uh, uh, help us uh, to, you know, find a, a place for their work to be a part of what we're doing. And uh, so far they've been very enthusiastic about that. It's great material. So we have all these new resources focused on congregations to re-engage men, uh, you know, in local settings uh, that um, you know will challenge them spiritually, primarily give them greater biblical understanding and how the Bible informs their life, uh, reminds them that part of being a Christian is the service work that we provide, how we how we engage men who are outside the church to help them discover the value of a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and and. Uh, finding ways for them to connect and get involved uh, in meaningful ways for them. Uh, we will uh, encourage those congregational leaders uh, to explore how, uh, if they would like to be a part of uh, broader expressions uh, through regional work. Uh, you, when this is being recorded, uh, we are on the aftermath of Hurricane Dorian that has impacted the East Coast of the United States through disciples volunteering uh, and week of compassion. I know that there will be efforts to, uh, to rally people to come and help these folks rebuild their lives. And I'm counting on disciples men and the General Conference disciples men to step yep. up and be a part of those efforts when the call comes. Uh, so these are, these are some of the things. And, and then one other thing I didn't mention with the General Conference is that they do the— um, the Cooking for Cooking Jesus Permission. Ministries, yeah. I think that's what it's called, uh, in which they rate Cooking for Mission. Thank you. Uh, the, they raise uh, local men's groups through these cooking ministries, meal ministries, in which they raise money to help support the mission centers uh, of the Disciples Home Missions. And uh, it's a, a great ministry that they do. It raises a lot of good money uh, for good causes. And, uh, and so those have been two of the primary ministries of the General Conference of Disciple Men. And we're coming alongside them. We're providing new resources to help re-engage the church on the congregational, regional, and general manifestations of our church. Yeah, so I am too. We're quite excited. Um, I'm quite excited. A couple of other things that I, that I would mention that we're um, beginning uh, some work on. Um, you mentioned some of the stuff that we're doing under the Jesus Way. Um, this podcast is one of the things that we are um, introducing and are going to make a, a regular staple um, of our ministry um, uh, from Disciples Men. 
so that this is exciting um, because nothing ha- has been done like this in Disciples Men, at least that I know of. Um, so bre- breaking some new ground here. Um, in addition, we're also uh, planning, uh, it's probably early 2020 before any of this really starts to uh, to show up for y'all, but um, we are planning some uh, webinar kind of uh, experiences uh, where folks can gather um, virtually um, and share um, some training and some stories with one another. Uh, so that's going to be a, a good opportunity. So we'll be doing some webinars. There's also going to be some Facebook Live um, opportunities to ask questions and to participate in conversations about um, men's ministry and spirituality. Uh, as Greg uh, mentioned, we have Sessions 2020 coming up. Um, give a quick plug for um, that registration is open. Uh, you can find that registration either on the Disciples Men's page, um, which you can find through the Congregational tab at DHM's uh, website, or you can find it at sessions.life forward slash 2020, sessions.life forward slash 2020. Um, that's the website for sessions, it gives you all sorts of information on the speakers um, that will be uh, presenting to us uh, and working, um, having working groups together with uh, coming up on July 10th through 12th next year. Um, so that is uh, two ways that you can get excited uh, and get signed up for um, sessions 2020. Um, we'll also, um, I don't think we've mentioned that we're going to have a Jesus way website. Um, and we're going to unveil that here shortly. It's in the works right now. Um, and almost ready to be unveiled. Um, so be looking for uh, some more information on that, um, as well. I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> well, uh, in in a few short months, we've uh, we've rolled up our sleeves and and worked really hard, and uh, and I am so thankful for you and your knowledge of so much of the new technology. You know, I can do an email and and uh, do the basics, but. Uh, your knowledge of, of uh, you know, our work with Facebook, all the social media elements is so great. And I'm like a kid, you know, uh, with a new toy, learning uh, how some of this stuff works. It's really exciting for me. And uh, I'm so grateful for your gifts in this. I, I, want to, uh, I want to issue a bit of a disclaimer. I think it's imperative for us to be honest about our approach to this ministry. We are, you know, uh, primarily as a mainline, historic mainline church, um, uh, we've taken uh, much more of an inspired word of God approach to understanding scripture than a literal one, although, you know, people people come to the Bible in their own way. But this ministry is really grounded on a, on a, a more inspired word of God approach to the text. Why is that important? Well, for years I worked with, uh, when I was doing men's ministry, I worked with, uh, you know, promise keepers and man in the mirror and these more conservative expressions of men's ministry. And the primary difference between what they did and what we are doing is we, we do not believe that there's a hierarchy of being. 
Uh, I know I know Paul gives us lists in uh, certain of the letters uh, of the Pauline letters, mm-hmm. uh, but yes. we also recognize that those are culturally dependent. Uh, that's that's what you and I would say, uh, and so we understand that this is an equal. Uh, we're 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 working on equality within the church for all. That you know, men and women uh, share equal gifts, uh, different at times, but equal gifts, equal standing, equal authority within the life of the church. And so, a foundational part of this ministry is is making sure that we understand that this yes. is we're moving towards a cooperative role for men and women in the life of the church. So we're not reinforcing these old stereotypes or patriarchy. We're here to dismantle that, and. I'm, I think I speak for you, Alex, when I say this, is that we mm-hmm. both feel that we're in a time in which patriarchy uh, is finding reinforcement yes. uh, that is, for me, quite disturbing. Um, it, 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 the damage that it does to so many people I love, and I know that you love, um, no. cannot be tolerated, at least not, not in our work through Disciple Men. And so... Um, Please hear us. If this is if you're looking for a promise keeper's experience, this is not it. Uh, you know we're going to appeal to the head and the heart, and we're going to our primary uh, uh, um, approach is to make sure that we see that we're all God's people, created equally in the eyes of God, and while we have different gifts, they are of equal value in the eyes of God. And so our task is to make sure that we create the place and space, the environment in which all people yes. can fully live out their God's claim and call upon their lives. And, and when those barriers come, uh, you know, when people want to erect barriers that diminish or demean another, my prayer, my hope, my focus, and I know it's yours, is that disciples, men will be ready to challenge those kinds of, uh, those kinds of limitations that others want to place upon any person and work hard as a part of our own theolo- theology and understanding and our own relationship with God and one another is that we stand you know, to deal with those injustices that would ever yes. get in the way of another person being fully who God created them to be. And so we, we, I think we just want to state that up front. Uh, you know, this is not a, a support of patriarchy. This is not a support of hierarchy of being. Uh, you know, men are not superior to women. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we find that to be uh, hard to even say. But uh, so, so to be clear, if you're going to join us in this journey, we're talking about uh, a different kind of man. What I would say, a more whole and complete man, a way of of, of being a man in the world uh, that embraces and owns difference, cherishes difference, and wants to make sure that we're all a part of bringing the best out of everyone and, uh, and uh, for those opportunities to abound. Um, so thank you for uh, giving me a moment to, to express that, Alex. I appreciate that. But I think it's, I think it's important for people to understand uh, where we see this ministry going. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and the other thing that I would add is um, we are planning um, in looking forward uh, towards future podcasts. We're, we're going to plan to talk to a lot of different and disparate voices. Um, so in these times, you're going to be hearing um, from a variety of people from a variety of different backgrounds, um, difference of obviously in gender, sexual identity, 
um, all sorts of things, because all of that conversation goes back to um, developing um, who we are as followers of God, as followers of Jesus Christ. So I'm excited about this conversation, and I hope um, that all of you out there in uh, the the world of the internet that are listening to this after are um, as well. I know that both Greg and I are excited about what the future holds uh, for Disciples Men. Thank you, Alex. The journey the journey is beginning for us in this new uh, in this new um, experience for me, at least in the podcast world. We hope that people will want to come back and join us. We promise you that the content content will always be good. Uh, challenging and uh, refreshing. We hope that will make your relationship with God uh, better than it was before you tuned us in. So Alex, thanks for um, your time today. Looking forward to our next opportunity to talk where we'll begin to unpack some of this stuff with a little bit more substance. Sounds great. Greg, thank you as well. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye now. Bye now.